and welcome to Halston's World Cup Nuggets Daily, your daily dose of facts, figures and previews on each of the 32 finals in Qatar. Joining me as ever is Adam Bushby. How are you, Ad? Very good, mate. Fresh from our uh, scouting trip in Germany last week. That's right. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be covering what we learned in due course. Uh, joining us again is a football historian and author of World Cup Nuggets, freshly revised and updated for 2022. Nuggets, that is not uh, Richard. Uh, Richard Foster, how are you, Richard? I'm looking forward to the insight from your trip to Frankfurt. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I've already I've already got a slight taste for it, but I, I know it's going to be good. Yeah, you've probably got the bits that we can't show on the podcast, but uh, no, that's true. Yes, you'll get the rest. Um, right, so uh, World Cup Nuggets, freshly revised and updated. This edition contains new entries covering not only the last World Cup in 2018, but also adding a family-sized chapter of Nuggets about the top 10 World Cup teams in history. It will also help you answer all the questions in our, well, some of the questions in our Daily Nuggets quiz. Uh, another question coming up at the end of the episode, so stay tuned. But for now, we will crack on. And this episode covers everyone's favourite team to beat, apart from England, Germany. So it's Ashtong Nuggets, and over to you, Richard. So the nugget I've got for you, uh, you know, Germany have been relatively successful, haven't they, in the World Cup? So I thought I'd choose something at the other end of the scale. So Germany suffered the heaviest defeat in the World Cup finals in 1954 when they lost 8-3 to Hungary. I'll repeat that, 8-3 to Hungary in a group match. But they then went on to beat Hungary in the final, despite being 2-0 down, this is the Hungary of Pushkas, etc. They were 2-0 down after eight minutes and they won 3-2. Annoying, isn't it? Um, so they're the only World Cup winning side to suffer their heaviest loss in the same tournament that they won. Typical of the Germans to do something that no one else could possibly do. And it's all about, you know, the biggest defeat and also winning the whole of the World Cup. I was going to say, it's very quintessentially uh, German, isn't it? That, especially yeah. in major tournaments, and I suppose especially in the World Cup. Indeed. But we have light at the end of the tunnel, if you want to see uh, if Germany, are they impregnable? No. We talked about this a little bit earlier. They're ranked 11th by FIFA, which we were trying to think, have they ever been out of the top 10 since we were born? I can't remember it. No. can't remember it. So there, there is a weakness there. And let's face it, 2018 was pretty close to the biggest disaster that Germany have ever, ever suffered at a World Cup. It's only the second time they haven't qualified out of their group. The first time was in 1934. So it's a little while ago. And it's what I call a real low See what I've done there? Because obviously the manager Very was Jochen Lowe. Um, could this be something? Uh, Hansi Flick has taken over. Has he brought them up to another level? Not sure he has. Is, are we seeing now, as I say, a little bit of fallibility in the Germans? And gosh, would we enjoy that if they didn't actually get out of their group, which 
as we pointed out uh, in an earlier podcast where we were looking at Costa Rica, this is not a, a walkover by any means. This is quite a tough group. Yeah. Because they're kicking off against Japan, probably the best Asian team uh, historically and certainly at the moment. They then got a very tasty encounter with Spain. I mean, that is, if you're looking at all the first group fixtures, that is one of the top three for me. Spain, Germany in the group. Fantastic. And then they've got the the tinkers, as we call them, of Costa Rica, Leticos, um, who, you know, as we said in our poll on Costa Rica, they have proved that they can be actually pretty good and they can knock people out, such as England and then Italy. And then, you know, they can even finish above Uruguay. So there's nothing in there that suggests that it's going to be, you know, an easy, you know, stroll down the autobahn. What do you think, guys? It's going to be tricky going into that last game against Costa Rica needing mm-hmm. to get a, a, a very positive result for sure. I still fancy yeah. them to sort of be able to muster a, a, a draw, but going into it needing to win is a whole other level of mm-hmm. pressure, particularly with, as you say, with a, a few a few lows recent. Well, no low now. A few lows recently. Um, so yeah, that that game is a standout for the entire of the first round, isn't it? Spain, Germany in the group. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think the winner of that will feel a lot better about themselves um, once it's all over. But yeah, tricky, tricky final ties. Definitely, It'll be very interesting. And there's a few players, if not in the last chance saloon, then eyeing it from across the road mm. from a flares. Um, so there's there's Neuer, who's I think thirty six. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I could see Neuer playing the next one at Fort. Yeah, I mean, you could do, but you look at the last World Cup, you know, he had his nightmare moment in yeah. that game against South Korea Yeah, when he decided that he was going to dribble through the whole team and he lost the ball in their half and then the ball was knocked in and Son just um, trotted in and Neuer was nowhere to be seen. But I think you're right, Neuer, is he in the last chance? If he is, he'll be sweeping up. <laughs> see what I do sweeping up um, you've got Hummels you know he's Hummels is only 33 I was quite surprised I thought he'd be a lot older than that and then you've got Thomas Muller again 30 he's not 33 surely he's that, 43 he's been I around for so long Muller's, Muller's got two or three more tournaments left in he he has, he? <laughs> he's just waiting to get close as um, record of 16 goals I think Weird he's, waiting, he's, he's waiting until they finally award it to the moon I think, I think he'll do that one and then yeah. he'll probably call it a day after that. Yeah, That's the moon is the next moon. one, isn't it? After you <laughs> exactly the only one he's not done. 2030 yeah. moon, yeah. But Muller's quite weird because he scored five goals in 2010, five goals in 2014, and then he had a blank in 2018. So and he's got 10 altogether. He's got a little way to get up with uh, closer. He's got 16. You've then got Kimmich, who I rate very highly. He's, yeah. he's just... One of those all-round players. You could put him pretty much anywhere and he'd be brilliant. Um, and then you've got, you know, someone like Tino Werner. Do you get the Chelsea version or do you get the Leipzig version? I mean, it's, it, it's quite tricky because he failed to impress at Chelsea. Is that fair to say? Yeah, let's go out on a limb. Yeah. I do like Musiala in terms of the young younger yeah. generation. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good player. And they've got... You know, again, great squad depth. They got it across the 
every in every department so i'm hoping deep down that they don't get out of this group but in the end i think they probably will what what are the odds rob have you got the rob the odds to hand uh, I do. Yeah, I was going to see if you'd place them around sort of England's level in terms of reasonable. I reckon they'll be eight. Up, but they are the ones that I saw. They were tens. Um, okay. I think they will probably be a bit shorter than that when it comes when it comes to it. Everyone just kind of goes, oh, it's, "It's Germany, isn't it?" So yeah, shave shave two or three off that mm. for your final for your final score. I think so. Yeah, very much around England's level as far as the bookies are concerned. And you look at their qualification was pretty good. They won nine out of ten, scored thirty six, conceded four. But there's another but. They did manage to lose two one at home to North Macedonia. I mean, if they'd been playing the whole of Macedonia, they'd have been in real trouble. <laughs> this was just North Macedonia, right? Uh, but as we know, North Macedonia then went on to beat Italy in the semi-finals of the playoffs and just lost out to Portugal. So, you know, we can we can see weaknesses, but also we know deep down that the Germans are probably going to do what they usually do and get through and go a long way into the tournament. What What's the limit of what they can do, do you think? Is it hard to see them in a final given... Yeah, I can't. I can't see them making it that far. I would say top semi-final if they get an easy draw, but I think they might just get to the quarter-final. That'd be it. Right? Do you, do you comply with that ad? Given what you what you what we've been what we've been researching in Germany this week? Yeah, stick to don't drink anything over eight percent. My first <laughs> nugget. Very good my advice. Nugget. Very good advice. Yeah. Um, it's obviously not a coincidence that they do so well, and let's take the last one out of the equation, mm-hmm. that they do so well at tournaments. That's why I think it's very good value. And and also, you look at the teams that have not been especially vintage, let's say, that have done well. I, I don't know. I, I, I could see them going the whole way there. Mm. I could. I, I just don't think it's outside the realm's possibility at all when it comes to Germany. So... But there was plenty of pros and cons in that recent draw with England. So we'll see for both mm. teams. Yeah. Um, but uh, if they settle upon a team that's, you know, there from the off and can stick with it, that goes for anyone, obviously. And again, another bit of a cliche there, but I think it does massively help. And I think it also helps if you're not going crash bang wallop into a tournament and thrashing someone because it never seems to work out well. Mm. So just. Ease past Japan, lose 9-3 against the Spanish and then beat them again in the final. That's my prediction. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, well, there you go. Between the three of us, we've managed to predict uh, <laughs> every game of the top. Difficult group yeah. stage exit, a quarterfinal, a semifinal, a final. I think we've covered ourselves. I think we've hedged that. We've hedged that pretty well. Uh, the bookies will be quaking. Now, it's time for our daily question, and for that, we're going to cross live to Germany, appropriately enough. So it's over to Halcyon Question correspondent, Adam Bushby. Thanks, Rob. So, another big gun uh, brings a suitably large piece of artillery from the football writing world. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome When Saturday Comes and Soccer America stalwart and author of For Whom the Ball Rolls, Rock and Roll Soccer and The Quiet Fan. His blog, Referee Tales, has morphed into a book we are very proud to call one of our own, Reffing Hell, which is available from us and other places that may or may not pay tax. How's it in Germany, Ian? Uh, it's a beautiful sunny autumn day today and everybody's in a good mood after Eintracht Frankfurt absolutely hammered Marseille last night by two goals to one. Wonderful. Um, and how is it going up there in Germany in terms of the World Cup? Is it like it is in England a little bit? Well, in Scotland as well, <laughs> which is, uh, is there a tournament uh, on? Nobody cares. Uh, as yeah. far as I can tell, we're so knee-deep in the domestic season, which is, uh, if you look at the Bundesliga table, is uh, unprecedentedly close. And I think the general mood is, oh, my God, why are we stopping this right as it has its great momentum, but it's closer than it has been for about 10 years. And there's a great title race going on between about seven different teams. Um, there's a general mood of pessimism about the German team, that they're not really... Up to it, uh, there's recent performances have not been particularly good. and But that's mainly, I mean, how many nations go into the World Cup claiming that they're going to win it? Nobody's done that since Scotland in 1978 because <laughs> <Wow>. it uh, <laughs> ends up inevitable hubris. So um, nobody's really paying it much attention yet. Maybe when it comes around, uh, there will be some excitement uh, uh it's it's hard to tell well pessimism everywhere it seems um which is fine by me so without further ado over to you ian for today's question on germany in der geschichte der fußballweltmeisterschaft hat es nur eine andere paarung so oft wie deutschland argentinien gegeben wie oft haben die zwei ehemaligen weltmeister gegeneinander gespielt you did want it in German, right? <laughs> um, I think a lot of our listeners are uh, multilingual, but in case some aren't, please could you ask that in English? Oh, sure. Sorry. <laughs> okay. The equal most common fixture in the World Cup finals is Germany against Argentina. How often have the two former world champions played against each other at the World Cup? So there you go. Uh, thank you very much, Ian, for asking the question. Rob and Richard in the studio and thank you all for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another Daily Dose of Nuggets. Bye-bye.